What's going on, everybody? Welcome to Grassroots Conversations. My name is Evan Savage. I am the host of Grassroots Conversations, and we are a podcast that is associated with Grassroots Church in Rockford, Illinois, in which I also am the lead pastor. And this podcast is a conversation. Um, today is our weekly uh, Bible podcast where we, we, we take one episode per week and we focus on the Bible. So far, we have talked about Genesis and Exodus. Today, we are talking about probably one of the most, probably one of the least read books of the Bible, but one of the most intriguing books of the Bible, and that is the book of Leviticus. I hope you enjoy the podcast and we're just going to kind of jump right th- right into it here and just talk about it. So, uh so the book of Leviticus, uh really interesting book. Uh if you've listened to the previous few podcasts, you would have understood that um the the first 5 books of the Bible are actually one long document. Genesis, Exodus, Leviticus, Numbers, and Deuteronomy are actually all one document that was split up into five different parts. And so Genesis deals with the beginning, the beginnings of things, so the beginnings of the earth, and then the beginnings of uh, the nation of Israel. Exodus deals with the Israeli people leaving, or the Israelite people, should I say, the Israelites leaving uh, the land of Egypt and becoming, truly becoming a nation uh, uh, in and of itself, albeit at this point still a nomadic uh, nation that, that is wandering through uh, the the desert of the Sinai Peninsula is what it's believed. Some people think that they wandered really through uh, Saudi Arabia, things like that. It makes a little bit of sense that they would have uh, Saudi Arabia because of they, they crossed into the Holy Land through the Jordan River, which is on the east side of Israel, rather than the west side where they would have been coming from, from Egypt. Um, and then we get to, right now, the book of Leviticus. Now, uh, I, I read through this book. The reason why this podcast is a little bit late, we usually try to do these podcasts, these Bible ones, every week. But the reason this one was a little bit late was because it took me a little bit longer to read through the book of Leviticus because it is so law-driven and it's very repetitive in in many instances. For instance, uh, you know the the fifteenth chapter of Leviticus uh, talks about essentially gonorrhea in men, and it repeats itself over and over and over again, and so. It's a it's a very repetitive book. It's very, but at the same time, it's also very very interesting. Uh, so to kick it off, uh, the name Leviticus actually means literally means as pertaining to the Levites. Um, if you don't know anything about the Levites, the Levites were the priestly class of uh, the ancient Israelites. They were. Um, where the priests came from, the high priest, both the high priest and uh, the underling priests, if you will. Um, and this book, even though it's a part of a larger document, this section of that document known as Leviticus truly, 
truly is a um, a book that is pointed towards Le- uh, Levitical, I guess, or Levite way of living. Uh, if you don't know anything who the Levites were, so Israel was separated into 12 tribes, and those tribes were the sons of... Um, uh, Jacob, I was, I went blank there for a minute. Um, they were the sons of Jacob and the tribes are named after the sons of Jacob. And so you have the Reubenites or the Rubites, whatever, whatever you want to say, the Simeonites, the Levites, the Judites, the Danites, the Nephtalites, the Gadites, the Asherites. You have, let's see, who else is a, is a part of this? Um, you have not Joseph. Joseph did not have one. But you have the Benjamites, the Isaacarites, the Zebulunites or Zebulonites. Um, who else did I say? I said Le- Levites, obviously. Um, and so you have all these different tribes. And the priestly tribe was the tribe of Levi. And so Leviticus truly is, at its core, a, a, a book of laws that were written for the priestly class. And you say, well, wasn't it written for the whole nation of Israel? You had to understand that uh, you have to kind of expand your mind beyond religious limitations. Um, if we truly believe that there is one God and it's the God of the universe... The God of the universe had set aside a certain people uh, to become the example of how you should live your life in accordance with God. Now, as a whole, that was uh, the Israelites, but uh, even more particularly, that was the Levites. The Levites were were held to a high standard that... uh, that most other people, including most other Israelites, were not held to because these were the people that took care of the tabernacle, that uh, that 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 were high priests were chosen from during the early aid, the early stages of the Israelite nation. Once we get to Jesus' time, the way you choose a high priest was much more much more political rather than tribal. In nature, but uh, Leviticus truly re- receives its name from what is known as the Septuagint, which means seventy. There were seventy-two, actually seventy-two Greek scholars who translated, or it's believed they translated the Hebrew Bible, known as the Tonic, into Greek, um, and they created a document called the Septuagint. And it means, as like like I said, as pertaining to the Levites, uh, its Hebrew title is Waikra. Uh, is the first, it's actually the first word in the Hebrew text of uh, Leviticus, is literally where it gets its name, and it says, and he called, which is what Waikra means, and he called. Um, although Leviticus does not deal only with special duties of the Levites, it is named this because it concerns mainly with uh, the service of worship at the tabernacle, uh, which was conducted by the priests, uh, the high priests and the priests. At this point, it was Aaron, um, and they were assisted by all these other priests who came from the tribe of Levi. That's why it's called Leviticus. 
uh, Exodus gave the directions for building this thing called the tabernacle, and now Leviticus gives the laws and regulations for worship within the tabernacle, including instructions on ceremonial cleanliness, uh, moral laws, holy days, the Sabbath year, uh, we call it a sabbatical nowadays, and the year of Jubilee. Uh, these laws were given, at least for the most part, during the year that Israel camped out, camped at Mount Sinai. Uh, when God directed Moses in organizing Israel's worship, government, and military forces. Uh, the book of Numbers, which uh, directly follows this, continues the history with preparations for moving on from Sinai to Canaan. So Leviticus truly is this document that's specifically talking about uh, like the, the cleanliness of worship or the holiness of worship, which brings me to the overall theme of uh, the document. The theme of the document, quite frankly, is holiness, which means being set apart. There are uh, three verses in particular uh, that is repeated through here. Leviticus 11.45 says, For I am the Lord who brought you out from the land of Egypt to be your God, so you must be holy because I am holy. Leviticus 19.1 and 2 says, The Lord spoke to Moses, Speak to the entire Israelite community and tell them, Be holy because I, the Lord your God, am holy. And then Leviticus 20, verse 26 says, You are to be holy to me because I, the Lord, am holy, and I have set you apart from the nations to be admired. And so... Uh, there's this theme in Leviticus about holiness uh, and about what it looks like to be set apart from people. I think a lot of times we think of holiness and we think of righteousness together. And specifically, uh, and especially in modern days, we tend to think of self-righteousness. The truth of the matter is, is that Leviticus is about true holiness. What does it look like to actually set your life apart from God, or not from God, excuse me, from the rest of the world with God. Uh, and so uh, it's split up into a few different sections. Chapters 1 through 7 deal with the nature, purpose, and rituals of sacrifice. What does it mean to sacrifice something? What's the purpose of sacrifice? Why do we need to sacrifice animals or other items, things like that. Chapters 8 through 10 describe uh, the establishment of the priesthood. Uh, what does it look like to be a priest? What does it mean to be a priest? What do you have to do to become a priest? Things like that. Um, chapters 11 through 15 are cleanliness laws. Um, these laws are uh, oftentimes to stop the spread of disease. And so... Um, a lot of times we, we look at Leviticus and say, man, they made women who were in the middle of their menstrual cycle uh, be away from everybody. Uh, and the reason for that is because, well, they didn't have modern medicine. Uh, you know, it's so fitting for the times that we're in. We're in the middle of the coronavirus pandemic and we're being asked to be isolated so that we don't so that we can hopefully stop the spread of disease. So chapters 11 through 15 are truly about how to keep 
your people healthy. Like I said at the beginning, there's this whole chapter 15 is dedicated to the secretions of man, of uh, of men, like as in uh, not man as in the the human race, but as men as in the 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 gender of the man, and uh, <coughs> excuse me, and it is talking about uh, how. There's, you know, it talks about this, this secretion that's coming from the man, and, and a lot of scholars believe that to be gonorrhea. I know this is this is a very, very dark topic, but uh, gonorrhea and how to keep that from getting other people. And basically, men had to stay away, and they had to go through this ritual cleaning, and they had to uh, try to get through it as best as possible. And that talks about uh, semen secretions, things like that. And women, it follows shortly after with women in chapter 15 and their menstrual cycle, things like that. So it's kind of gross. It's kind of weird, but it's all about maintaining health and not spreading disease as much as possible. So that's chapters 11 through 15. Chapter 16 uh, deals with the annual day of atonement, which is the middle of the Torah, the exact middle. And this is the day where you... Uh, where people, there are two goats, and one goat is sacrificed as the killing off of sin and covering of sin, and then the other goat is set free as the as the getting rid of sin. So there's kind of this this really important day that happens every year uh, with the sacrifice, and that points to Jesus. Obviously, that points as Christians, we believe Jesus is the final sacrifice, and that's kind of that is the most important day in in the Jewish world. And that's chapter 16. Chapters 17 through 25 is what is known as the holiness code. It's focused on uh, moral holiness of the people. Uh, it's a warning, and there's a warning about uh, uh, what it looks like to not be holy as well in that. And so uh, 17 through 25 is truly what it means to be separate from other people. How to live as people who are distinct in a world uh, in the pagan world, if you will. Then chapters 26 through 27 is really a warning about, uh, essentially blessings and curses and instructions about consecration, dedication, and offerings. Uh, what, and what is an offering, uh, if you will, not a monetary offering, but what does it look like to offer up things? So, that's essentially the book of Leviticus. Uh, the cool thing about the book of Leviticus is uh, a, a lot of times we look at it in the 600 plus laws that are contained within it and we say, gosh, it just feels like it's a book of law. It's a book of do's and do and do nots. It's, it's, uh, it's such a crazy thing to think about. It's, it's the most um, demonized book, I, I guess, for lack of better terms, book of the Bible. A lot of people criticize it. They say it's antiquated, all these things, but it's in one sense, yes, it is antiquated, but in another sense, it really, the point of the book is, is it is pointing to the perfection that is God. This God that is not tainted by human will, this God that's not tainted by uh, desires of the flesh, things like that. Things that cause us to cause pain to other people. Um and just because it was written for the Levites and it was written specifically for worship and, and, and tabernacle duties, 
This does not mean that the purpose of the book, this idea that we are called uh, once we enter into uh, the Christian faith, for instance, once we enter into the faith, that we are called now to live life at a different standard, um, to live life above the life we used to live. Not because we are self-righteous, not because we think we are holier than other people around us, but simply because uh, God is calling us to become greater. God is calling us to become what he initially called us to be, and that is to simply be good. I know that's such a weird thing to think about, Um, and Leviticus is truly a great book. Uh, I'd encourage you to read through it. Um, to get through, I mean, it's, it is a hard book to read because there's so many laws, there's so many do's and there's so many do nots. There's so many, um, uh, blessings and curses and abominations and things like that. And it's, and it does, uh, feel different, but you have to realize that this book was written and that, or I should say many of the laws were written due to health, health reasons. Don't eat this meat because it'll make you sick, you know, stay away from people who are, who are bleeding. It talks about sores and baldness and talks about ingrown hairs. And it talks about other things like that. And what it looks like to have boils and what you should do if you have a boil, things like that. And so, uh, I'd encourage you to read the book. I'd encourage you to read it through the lens of the gospel message and then use the book to really drive you to live holy lives. Holiness is not about being better than your neighbor, but simply being a beacon of light and hope in the world. Well, I hope this was helpful with you in the in when you read the book of Leviticus. I could talk about the book of Leviticus for days, but this was just a general overview. And again, I hope it was helpful. I hope you take the time to read it and to understand it. And until next time, we'll see you later. Mm-hmm.